Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speak Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, May 11th, and it this is officially the final episode of this program for the St. Ambrose 22-23 school year. On this day of the school year show finale... The weather was absolutely perfect out, as now it really consistently feels like, you know, summer break is approaching. Um, If you asked me this a month ago when I was still in a sweatshirt and uh, pants, you know, I probably would have said it still feels like it's winter and we have a while ago, but now it feels like summer break is right around the corner, and really it is, because, you know, finals week is next week, and my my roommate and I were actually kind of talking about this. It still doesn't feel like the end of the school year is upon us it feels like we still should have a few weeks left in school but don't get me wrong we will definitely take getting out next week Uh, it was a very busy day up here at KALA there were some podcasts I believe that got recorded for the podcasting class that Dave Baker the general manager of KALA teaches and then we had our senior going away uh, surprise party for Bailey Winfrey who is a scholar bee and a co-host of from the Hive, a podcast that I am also a part of. Um, she seemed pretty surprised. She said she kind of had a little bit of an idea that it was going on just because a few weeks ago we had asked her, you know, what her favorite kind of pizza was and stuff like that from uh, Happy Joe's, which is where we got it from. So, you know, it was a, it was a good day overall up here at KLA, and now I've been up here really ever since the, uh, the little party that we had, and now it is officially time for this show. So really, there aren't too many sports still in action right now, but for this finale, there's a pretty good amount to talk about between track and field, men's lacrosse, uh, baseball, softball, and a little bit about golf. And with that, we're going to jump right into the action, starting things off with the track and field teams. So the track and field teams here at St. Ambrose hit the road this past weekend, and they went to Joliet, Illinois, for the CCAC Outdoor Track and Field Conference Championships, which was hosted by St. Francis of Illinois. Will Reemsma was actually named the Outstanding Male Track Performer, and Anna Miller was selected as the Female's Outstanding Field Performer at the Outdoor Conference Championships. In a meet that was really filled with PR, school records, and national qualifying performances, the St. Ambrose men's team finished second, and the women's team took third at the two-day event, which, like I said, was hosted by St. Francis. So, again, leading the way were Reemsma and Anna Miller, who, like I said, were the male and female uh, performer, outst- the outstanding performers for both uh, track and field events. Reemsma earned 25 individual points for the Bees as he won the 400-meter hurdles in a championship record time of 54.81 seconds. He also added a silver medal in the 400-meter run with a PR of 
47.59 seconds and took bronze in the 110-meter hurdles in 14.5 seconds. In the prelims of the 110-meter hurdles, Rimsma's time of 14.53 seconds broke the San Ambrose school record, and he also took eighth in the 200-meter dash. He teamed up with Matt Acosta, Maxwell Stews, and Davia Davis to place fifth in the 4x400-meter relay in 3 minutes and 30 seconds. Anna Miller was an individual championship in two events. She won the discus with a throw of 46.71 meters and earned gold in the shot put with a mark of 13.7 meters. Nolan Rudd also grabbed two first place finishes for the Bees as he won the 3,000 meter steeplechase in 9 minutes 57.59 seconds and he also won the 5,000 meter run in 15 minutes and 20 seconds. Gabby Butler was another bee who set a school record, this time the woman's 400-meter run with her second-place time of 55.09 seconds. Jonah Wilson qualified for, the, for nationals with a throw of 49.68 meters in the men's discus, which was good for second place. His teammate was right behind in third with a throw of 48.67 meters. That same teammate won the shot put with an effort of 16.17 meters, while Wilson was second with a mark of 15.79. Peyton Woods also won the hammer throw for the Bees with a toss of 51.38 meters, and Hunter Cassup set a PR with a second-place throw of 49.89 meters. The other SAU men's conference champion was Joshua Moddett, who won the pole vault with a PR jump of 4.55 meters. Justin Bowers was third when he cleared a height of 4.10. Nick Norton was runner-up in the 200-meter dash in 22.03 seconds, and Noah Mask's PR time of 33 minutes and 7 seconds was good for a second-place finish in the 10,000-meter run. Finishing behind Reemsma, Ben Wilson took third in the 400-meter hurdles in 57.22 seconds. Rudd, Kevin Cheney, Nathan Bolin, and Chris Miserandino were third in the 4x800-meter relay in 8 minutes and 2 seconds, and Austin Keller, Brandon Connors, Norton, and Yemi Ward placed third in the 4x100-meter relay in 42.37 seconds. Katie Lambrecht won gold in the women's 400-meter hurdles as Riley Fortune took first in the 3,000-meter steeplechase with a time of 13 minutes and 20 seconds. Her winning time was 1 minute and 5 seconds as Butler, Jansett, J.D. Neck, and Lambrecht won the 4x400-meter relay in 3 minutes and 59 seconds. Jansett also set a PR in the 800-meter run with her time of 2 minutes and 20 seconds, which was good for second place. Riley Warden and Kate Cirillo placed second and third respectively in the pole vault as Warden cleared 3.25 meters and Cirillo topped 3.10. Lexi Johnson earned third place in the long jump with a mark of 5.41 meters and Alexis Anderson took third in the triple jump with a leap of 10.7. Johnson, Paige Cripps, Lambrecht, and Butler combined for a time of 49.08 seconds pardon me, to finish third in the 4x100 meter relay. The SAU men finished overall in second place with a score of 209.5 points as Olivet Nazarene won the title with 268. The B women were third with 139 as Olivet won again with 280 and St. Xavier came in second with 174. So 
both the bees right there in the top three. Obviously, the men come in second, and both, you know, very tight overall finishes, I would say. But unfortunately, Olivet takes both the men's and women's conference championships. But overall, a pretty successful meet for the bees. So the track and field teams are not done, however. Both the men's and women's track and field teams have a few more meets, as this weekend the teams will compete in the St. Francis Fighting Chance Meet from Joliet once again, and then the teams will have the Augustana Midwest Twilight Meet on next Thursday during finals week. Then, after those meets, the athletes who qualified will head to to Marion, Indiana, pardon me, for the NAIA Outdoor Championships on the 24th, 25th, and 26th. Good luck to the Bees participating in those two meets, and some more good luck to those who are looking to win national championships and bring home some hardware for the Bees. In men's lacrosse action, the buses left on Monday as the team officially arrived in Pensacola, Florida for the 2023 NAIA Lacrosse National Championships. The Bees had their first game, which was the quarterfinals round yesterday, Wednesday, May 10th, against the number one team in the nation, Kaiser. In the quarterfinals game, the Bees unfortunately lost by a score of 19-7. Kaiser jumped out to an early 4-2 lead after the first, and then added on some more goals to make the score 9-4 going into the half. Kaiser then added five goals, and the Bees added one in the third, to make the score 14-5, and then again, Kaiser adds on 5 in the 4th, and Ambrose adds on 2 in the 4th to make it that final score of 19-7. Looking at who scored in the game for the Bees, Michael Shackerin had 2 goals on the day on his 7 shots, as Tyler Yetka and Cole Danner also both had 1. Pat Flynn and Michael Keating both also added on one, as did Isaiah Hahn. So a lot of the uh, same same scores that have normally been scoring for the Bees put some shots in the back of the net. But it was Nolan Hayes who started in goal. He played the 58 point. He played 58 minutes and 15 seconds out of the 60-minute game, giving up 18 goals on 31 shots. Isaac Martinez came in. For the last minute 45 of the game, he gave up one goal on the two shots he faced. So unfortunately, the Bees just cannot get it done, and their postseason run falls short of you know being able to make it to the semifinals or the national championship. But I will say, you know, just looking at how this team played this season, it was an overall very strong performance. Um, record-wise, 9-7, and seven, which I know doesn't look great, especially considering last year they were the number one team in the nation for a while. But I will say, you know, out of all the games I got to watch, whether it be in person or on live streams or anything of that sort, um, they looked a lot better than their record shows. Same thing goes with their 3-2 and two conference record because realistically I think some of those games should have been won and it was just pure unluckiness for the Bees. I think this, tran- this team... Coming up next year, we'll have an absolutely fantastic chance of climbing right back, getting the number one seed in the conference tournament, and really making a push at nationals once again. And like I said, Kaiser, very good team, number one team in the nation right now. I mean, heading into this game, their overall record actually now is 15-1 and with a conference record of 7-1. and They play extremely good, and I actually... 
believe I was told that their goalie uh, is an Ohio State transfer, so they had some Division One talent uh, in the net at some point of the game because they also played two goalies. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's I'm very excited to see how the Bees come out next year. Obviously, we'll have to wait until the spring semester of next year to really see, but I do have high hopes for that team and the women's team, uh, really, because if you remember last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was, when I had an interview with Abby Varkalis, uh, she was talking about the coach that the Bees brought in after their first game. Uh, it was a new coach, and you know the team loved her, and Abby said she really hoped that the coach, Katie, would come back, and out of what I've heard, that is the plan, so... Now, hopefully good things to come for both the men's and women's lacrosse teams. So that is going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Coming up after the break, the main talking points for the second half of this evening's show will consist of baseball, softball, and women's golf. Don't touch that dial because this is the station to be listening to on your Thursday evening. I'm Ryan Schistel, and this is the school year's final edition of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD2 106.1. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, Everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion or physical challenges diversity is you and me celebrate diversity in our community a message from the quad cities mayor's media roundtable in the early hours after the tsunamis it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives supplies are en route food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back roads are somewhat passable when florida was ripped by hurricanes the hams were there Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, Call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The Emergency Communications Center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure. Come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I... I... I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Shouldn't I? Your hair. There's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. 
So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or is sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narcanon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narcanon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. City Sports, K-A-L-A, Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of K-A-L-A HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. It was track and field talk in the first half, followed up by the men's lacrosse team national championship tournament run that unfortunately fell short in the first uh, first round of the tournament. For this half, it's the conference tournament updates for baseball and softball with women's golf to close things out. Let's jump right back into things, starting it off on the baseball diamond. The Fighting Bees baseball team came into the conference tournament, which is the CCAC tournament, in Joliet, Illinois, ranked the number two seed after finishing the regular season a half a game back from St. Francis of Illinois, who just so happened to be hosting this baseball conference tournament at the same time they were hosting the track and field conference championships. In the first game of the tournament, the Bees faced off against the Lakers of Roosevelt. Unfortunately, the Bees were upset by Roosevelt, falling to the Lakers by a score of 5-12. to as Roosevelt climbed back from an early 4-0 deficit in the middle innings and never looked back. With their backs up against the wall, the Bees had an elimination game against Olivet Nazarene this past Friday. Luckily, the Bees came away with a 5-3 victory as Joey Turek got the win out of the bullpen for the Bees, and their season lived on. However, it was going to be still a very tough road in the rest of the conference tournament with that one loss already pinned against them. For their third game Saturday, the Bees stung the host, St. Francis, by a score of 7-2. Frank Quinn was excellent on the bump in this game, giving up only four hits and one run in six innings of work and getting the win for the Bees. Also in that game, there was some very good hitting as Noah McCreary had a double and a home run bringing his total of RBIs to three. Jake Mucha also hit a double and had an RBI to his name, as Nate 
Villa Gomez and Mike Pazza both also had RBIs. In terms of hitting sacrifices, it was Bryce Vincent who hit a sack fly as Jalen Avery stole a base and then Adrian Ziatara, Cooper Huckabone, and Mike Pazza were all caught stealing. Overall, it was a very good game. Like I said, Frank Quinn came into the game, six innings of work, gets the win, and you know just pitched really well. Like I said again, four hits, one run, which was earned, three walks, and four strikeouts. Hayden Kingsbury came in for the last three innings of relief, getting the save after giving up five hits, one run, which was earned, uh, a walk, and three strikeouts. In terms of, you know, overall pitching, Frank Quinn, like I said, excellent. Threw 81 pitches in the game. 50 of them were strikes. He only had one hit batter. Um, I thought it was a very good performance out of what I had watched on the live stream. Fortunately, wasn't able to watch the whole game, but when I was watching, he was really dealing on the mound, and it was good to see, and it seemed like the Bees had just a lot of really good momentum carrying them in that third game of the tournament. Unfortunately, it all came to an end in the Bees' second game this past Saturday against St. Xavier. The Cougars struck early and never really looked back, beating the Bees 7-2. Parker Ruth was the starting pitcher, and he was pinned with the loss as he gave up three runs in the first inning and was pulled in the first after only recording one out. That means the Bees close out their season with an overall record of 25 wins, 25 losses, and a tie, with a conference record of 18 wins, 8 losses, and a tie. After a very good regular season, I can't help but think that, you know, the Bees might be a little bit disappointed with how their conference tournament panned out. Um, You know, I know I was expecting some big things from the Bees, but, you know, it's baseball, and these are the things that can happen. You know, you beat a team a bunch in the regular season, they can turn around and strike right back, and, you know, obviously that can happen in any sport, but especially I feel like with baseball. And, you know, I I think that there's nothing that they should be hanging their heads about. I thought it was a very good season. We only got to do one baseball game for the baseball team uh, from Honored Woodman Park, but it was a walk-off winner. I had a lot of fun. The team looked really good. And, yeah, you know, I really hope to get to more games next year, whether it be just as a fan or in the broadcast booth. But, you know, this is how the season comes to a close. Uh, obviously, it's not the ending the Bees wanted, but I am very excited to see how this team comes out next year. Um, I know they're going to have some really good returners out of what I've seen. It looks like they're getting a good amount of recruits, whether it be from high school, junior colleges, whatever it is. So very excited to see how that goes for the Bees. Like the baseball team, the softball team didn't fare too well in their CCAC conference tournament this time from Crown Point, Indiana. The softball team had their first game of the tournament against Roosevelt, as the, just like the baseball team, but this time it was a narrow 3-4 to four loss for the softball team in their first game. Roosevelt scored four runs in the bottom of the first to take an early lead, and the Bees were scoreless until the top of the seventh when they put up all three of their runs, the Bees had three runs on three hits, as Roosevelt had four runs on eight hits. They also had an error. In this game for the Bees, Erica Ralphs had a triple and an RBI, as Paige Kirkman also recorded an RBI on a sack fly. However, you know, if you really want to look at it in an even better way, with Erica Ralphs hitting that triple with an RBI, she was also the pitcher in this game for the Bees. She went all six innings on the mound, giving up eight hits, four runs all earned, 
and four strikeouts. Uh, obviously, she takes the loss in this game, but her uh, record on the year went to eight and six. And out of the 88 pitches, Ralphs threw 59 of them were in four strikes. So in their elimination game later on Thursday, as the Bees did have to play back-to-back games, the Bees did end up falling again, this time by a score of 5-7 to seven to Indiana South Bend. In the Indiana South Bend game for the Bees, uh, again, Indiana South Bend jumping out to an early lead in the first inning, 2 to nothing. But then the Bees strike back in the third, making it 2-1. to one. Uh, St. Francis would, I'm sorry, Indiana South Bend would, though, put up another run in the fourth to make the score 3-1, to one, as the Bees would put up two in the fifth compared to Indiana South Bend's three in the fifth to make the score 6-3. to three. Both teams would put up run in, one run in the sixth, and then the Bees would put up one in the seventh, but it just was not good enough for that final score of 7-5. to five. For the Bees, five runs on 11 hits and two errors, Indiana South Bend, seven runs on 14 hits and an error of their own. Looking at the hitting, Casey Sprout, Alyssa Schumacher, and Mackenzie Stewie all had doubles. Alyssa Schumacher also had a triple on the day. Schumacher ended her day with two RBIs as Erica Rails, Mackenzie Stewie, and Allison Polly all picked up one apiece. In terms of sacrifice flies, it was Erica Rails and Allison Polly who both hit one. Unfortunately, Shay Edrich and Alyssa Schumacher were pinned with the two errors for the Bees. And on the mound for the Bees, it looks like it was the starting pitcher, Emily Erickson. She went five innings. I'm sorry, actually, it was Kayla Romer who was the starting pitcher for the Bees. She only went one inning, giving up five hits, two runs, both earned, no walks, no strikeouts. And then Emily Erickson came out of the bullpen for relief, going five innings, giving up nine hits, five runs, four of which were earned, two walks, and five strikeouts. Unfortunately, Erickson pinned with the loss. That drops her down to 7-11 and to finish out the year. Romer faced seven batters, and she pitched 18 pitches, with 11 of them being strikes. Erickson faced 27 batters. Pitching 94 pitches, 61 of them were strikes. So overall, not the greatest tournament in softball history, seeing as, you know, they go 0 for 2 from Crown Point. But, you know, you can't expect perfection at every meet. Again, this team, overall, not a bad year. They finished their regular season out with an overall record of 25 wins and 25 losses and a conference record of 12 wins and 8 losses. So, you know, again, I I don't think that it's that bad looking. Um, You could always argue that, you know, um, records could be better looking, but at the same time, I think they played really good ball for the softball team, and I think that, you know, their record just doesn't necessarily show exactly, you know, how they ended. Uh, in softball, congratulations to Shea Edrich and Erica Ralves, who were both named to the first team all AC, first team all CCAC, as Alyssa Schumacher also earned a second team spot on the all CCAC team lists. 
Now to close out the show, it's Women's Golf. And it's just really an update because they haven't been in action. But as a friendly reminder, the Fighting Bees Women's Golf team will be competing in the NAIA Championships from TPC John Deere in Silvis, Illinois. The championships will be held like a PGA Tour as it is a four-day tournament with a cut line after day two. The NAIA Women's Golf Championships begin begin Tuesday, May 23rd and end Friday, May 26th. So with that, uh, after Wednesday, there will be the cutoff. I don't know exactly how many golfers make it past the cut. I think I heard somebody say 30 or 40 will make it past the cut, but you know, hopefully all the bees can make it past and you know keep their season going because they have had very good seasons, as had the men's golf team. However, the men's golf team just not able to actually make it um, you know, to the national championships. But just looking at it, I mean, the bees had almost all podium finishes in their season this year. Um, only one time did they really have a, I guess you could say, a bad tournament in which they came in 18th out of 20 back on October 17th, though, at TPC Deer Run. So definitely looking for some revenge because actually it looks like outside of the CCAC uh, championships, every time the Bees have been at TPC Deer Run, it hasn't ended well. Like I said, 18th out of 20 in October and then at the Western Illinois University Intercollegiate uh, Tournament on the 4th of April, they came in 6th out of 6. But definitely looking for some revenge, and I definitely hope they get it. I'll be keeping a close eye on that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to, you know, actually update on what the bees do because I'll be home for summer break already. But uh, if you're like me, I would definitely keep an eye on that. And you can really check up on all the scores from the different sports at www.saubs.com. That is our athletics page. There's a very easy drop-down menu. Uh, it tells you the men's sports, women's sports, co-ed sports. Uh, you can look at just a bunch of different stuff about the athletics department, the staff, uh, news archives, and a composite schedule. Um, it's pretty much what I look at for every single radio show each week that I do, and it really does help out. So, yeah, don't be afraid to check out the athletics website if you need a reminder on anything. Just like that, the final episode of Schistel Speak Sports for the 22-23 school year has officially come to its end. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel, and good luck to all of the sports we have at St. Ambrose as, you know, they get set for national championships or are, you know, just kind of coming back from wrapping up their seasons. As always, you can find past episodes of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA streaming services, such as Spotify and SoundCloud. Before officially closing out the show, I just wanted to give a huge thank you to everyone who has been tuning in on Thursdays for the show, from my friends and family back home to my friends here, and really to all of those who have just been kind of tuning in on Thursdays and listening in to get a catch-up on how SAU Sports has been doing. Uh, This show has been super fun to broadcast over the past two years, and I've really enjoyed all the feedback I've gotten from people, whether it be, you know, teachers, friends, just random students in my class, whatever. But uh, it's definitely been fun. Another special thank you to Mr. David Baker, my amazing boss and the general manager of KALA Radio. And finally, a special thank you to SAU's Sports Information Director, Brian Thiessen, for the continued support of KALA 
and helping us, you know, set up our live sports broadcasts, uh, whether it be contacting other schools for us or giving us information to contact other schools or just giving us a place to broadcast at home. And, you know, another thank you for getting us interviews with coaches or players throughout the course of this year. Uh, Don't worry, though, because I 100% plan to be back in the fall semester and continue bringing you episodes of Schistel Speak Sports on Thursdays when the next academic year rolls around. Here are some things to look forward to for next year, and this is just kind of, you know, fall semesters. Football team, uh, you know, filled with very tough opponents on their schedule this season, and I'm very excited to broadcast their games and talk about them on this show. Uh, Hopefully it's going to lead to a lot of really fun games. Women's basketball, they got a new basketball head coach that was just announced a couple weeks ago, I want to say. And, you know, I actually haven't even had a chance to actually introduce myself and meet him yet, but very excited to see what he can do with the women's basketball team. And hopefully some more teams will make the national tournaments for their respective sports, and hopefully that means we can maybe travel with them to their national tournaments, especially the sports like football and basketball who, you know, who knows? Maybe they're right there. Maybe they're not. You never know. I'm hoping they are. But, you know, until fall, have a great rest of your Thursday and have a great summer. As always, this is Schistel Speak Sports. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. And as always, go bees. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Much love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and you fooled me, honey. I've changed my mind, this world is fine. Goodness great balls of fire. Kisses, baby. Mmm, feels good. Hold me, baby. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA, Davenport.